0: Well you look at the fruit. Yeah. That's what's
1: another
0: word for fruit? Fruit is character.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not a character fruit the transcript the of the law.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, so the fruit and the law and the commandments are all the same. Mm-hmm. Because the commandments is the transcript of God's character. Yeah. So when he told Adam and Eve to eat of every fruit that's in the garden except the one in the midst, in other words, like he told Satan, every man should not live by bread alone. By every word that proceed out the mouth of God, so it was natural. It wasn't just a fruit alone that he supposed to eat. They supposed to eat the word, because the word was behind
1: the fruit. But I go a little deeper than that. Mm -hmm. But you see, if you go before the creation of man at that time, Mm -hmm. when God called the angel in existence, he—what did God do? Because you see, his character was already in them. That's right that's right when he called them into being when he called mankind into being and created man what did God do? he put his character in them he which said, is the law which is the law mm-hmm. so Adam knows the law they already knew the law right, right? he knows the law people might, people might say oh wait a minute Eve didn't know the law because she came after Adam everything was explained to Adam but hold on the Seventh-day Sabbath, as we know it, was already in in our DNA. It was in existence. All right, in our DNA. Mm -hmm. That's why, why is it that mankind will always be seeking a higher power than himself?
0: But the whole thing is, just dealing with the law within itself, is the transcript of God's character. Character. That's the key. It's not a demanding thing, because God don't demand anything
2: in so, his word hold, hold he but doesn't demand anything in his word no he don't demand no, don't he, don't infor-
0: he don't force you to follow his law why don't he demand the reason why he don't demand because another word for demand is dictatorship I'm going to show you that you need to do this you know what I mean he don't like force you to follow
2: and that's not what he's doing right now. Nope, Showing no. people that you need to do this.
0: No, not, no, not, not, not in a
2: dictatorship. He knows He, way, he know, He's not
0: a tyrant. He's not going to tell God you is that you,
1: you need to you do me. this right now. You need to follow me for cause You do the out of In love fact, in, in fact the scripture you. shows us that when Christ says, "Follow, follow me, and I will give you rest." Mm -hmm. That rest means in the holy Sabbath day, but not just the Sabbath day, but your life. Sanctification. When you are sanctified, your mind becomes at ease. Why? Because you're not worried about the things of this world. Because the things of this world will put a burden on you. In fact, what does, it put a shackle on your feet. Right. Your mind becomes very strained. Overburdened. Overburdened. Mm-hmm. You don't have any hope. Right. But when you start to get into the scriptures and start to read, then that burden begins to lift.
0: It become light. Because mm. it comes lighter. Yes, sir. So he don't demand. He give you love through he the saw, commandments. Here's
1: the other thing. You know the angels have free will like us.
0: Yes, he does. Yes, right? he do.
1: Because if you notice, a third of them went to the devil. Mm-hmm. The rest stayed so he gave you freedom of choice so it's not just us alone he gave freedom of choice every, every one of thing. his creatures he gave them choice free to love so him. that's both man and angel yes yes indeed well you see here's a here's the other thing is even animals it's, it's scripture for that too even animals got got their freedom because some of them are gonna be destroyed
2: and and whole oh, so free will yes so free will is a broad word mhm okay mhm but my understanding of free will is the range that god gives you mm-hmm. the amount of rope mhm okay that he allows a man to go for sometimes men want to go f- to go further mhm right see? right I understand. yeah but god restrains a man right from going right too far so uh, hold on there you go hold on yeah i, I just want li- 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 let's come out on. first come okay on. so yeah. so with my understanding of the term right. free will is, for a prime example, mm-hmm. when you have employment, mm-hmm. okay, you go into a particular store right. just in America, you have the free will right. based off of what you have to purchase what is there. Absolutely. But when it comes to God, mm-hmm. the creator, Christ says, no man. Can choose me Can come unto me practically Except the father Which sends me draw you There is a action by God That has to Intervene With the will of man Versus the will of God
0: Yeah what's going on is God right he predestines And already know who's going to be his Amen. Before they even decide
2: that's but, what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: so We're but it's free. But he also said through Apostle Peter, make your calling in election sure. sure. So in the predestination is still a choice, but that choice do have a restraint because he gonna only allow a man to go but so far. It's a it, it, it's like. It's, Can I get that verse real quick? So if we come you, back yes, to this, yes, yes, sir. Let's go to P- Peter's. Uh, let me I get let me get go there first. I'm gonna give you the right thing. Is that uh first Peter? I believe so. I'm gonna go right there to it. Right now, let me see. Is it first Peter? Mm-hmm. Cause I'm gonna bring it up here too on When they say to make a call unless you're sure. Oh, first Peter. Sweet. No. Matter of fact, it's Second Peter. Second Peter chapter mm-hmm. one. Okay. Verse get... 10. Second yeah. Peter. And I'd like to go to the scripture there It says that he choose you But you don't choose him You say verse 10 Yeah verse 10 That's where the choice come in Within the predestination That so, he already knows So the second Peter Chapter 1 verse 10 so when they say make your calling let you sure, that's based upon a decision that you decision make. Decision that you that's make. That's the only thing that finite beings have. They had decision, but even that is governed by the predestination of God, because they already know who's His. He can't help but to know. So, it's it's, it's, it's
2: man. Which reads, wherefore am I at the right? Way? No, you the right one. Wherefore, Mm -hmm. the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and And election election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never Never fail. Now, where is to make sure free? Because you make sure that you have to, to make sure is to identify where you are. Right. Mm-hmm, right. So where is the free choice of that to know that your child is your child? Mm-hmm. Where is his free choice when he say you not my father, even though you know that that is your child? Right. That only you have the ability to cast him out or bring him back in. Where is the free choice of that? Like the prodigal son. He says, I don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. But his father never cast him out. He left.
1: That was a free will to leave. That was a free will to leave. That was a free will to leave. Now let's expand back on the free will. That's where the
0: free will comes in. When you disobey God.
1: Let's let's go back on the free will. Remember, he chose to leave. Right. Prodigal son. Mm -hmm. He chose to leave. Okay. With us... We have a choice. You see, that we have a choice to love or to hate. If you notice, know we always have a choice to do something. God never takes that ability away. He will never do that. You see, the choice, The thing is, the thing is, what he's trying to say is that you're gonna love me freely on your own will. I'm not gonna force you to love me. I'm gonna let you love me. On your own free will and I will lavish you with what everlasting life mm.
3: the angels mm-hmm. have
1: that same free will mm-hmm. and they too when they were in fact when Lucifer was sinning against God before he fall, he was what puffed up he right. was what prideful mm-hmm. right so when you're prideful, what? There comes the fall. That's when right. he fall. all the other angels had that pride and they fall with him. Right? Because of pride, he couldn't come back to the creator and said, please, forgive me. If you know this with pride, if you do something wrong and because of your pride, you're not going to go to someone and say, look, I done you wrong. I really... Absolutely. That's called free will. Pride. But... You have you have the free will you see right now he doesn't have any more free will he doesn't have a choice now but to be who he is because he spent his time when he got kicked out of heaven mm-hmm. satan yeah okay when he got kicked kicked out of heaven he expend his time he he gave up his he rights. he gave up all his rights mm-hmm. because he is looking If you notice his words saying, "He will what? Put his throne above God's." Mm -hmm. How the Isaiah Isaiah. Mm -hmm. So how a created being gonna be above the Creator? Explain that to me.
0: But he was saying it out of his what? His
1: Choice. choice. His choice.
2: Yeah. Of his choice. Yes. To speak, or his choice to accomplish his
1: will see that's both both Both. yeah it is both both because you see to speak Mm -hmm. and to accomplish is is the same thing because he's gonna speak what he want to do but he gonna what try try to accomplish his his will
2: which means that his will is see this is my understanding which i'm trying to get clarity which um, the term free will, and I don't really want to, because that—that's not—that's not what we're here for. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't the subject, right? But right. to try to get clarity, for a prime example, mm-hmm. in Romans chapter nine, mm-hmm. God, the, he can we can, is, can we go there? Romans chapter nine. Yes, Romans chapter nine, starting at verse thirteen. And I'm a, let me see read down to verse 20 if you don't mind want to take turns reading like yes one yeah so um a matter of fact
0: if yeah um, yeah we could take turns like one person read one verse then another person read another one then another one read another verse that makes sense we all take turns because we're
2: in the body of Christ. So let's do two at a time. I'll do 13, 14. Okay. okay. Romans chapter 9, verse 13. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he said to Moses,
0: I will have mercy of whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy.
1: Mm -hmm. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, even for this same purpose have I raised thee up that I might show my power in thee and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore as the mercy of the mercy on whom he will have mercy and whom he will have he, he will he hardeneth. Now before we even go any further you look at from 14 down to 18 yes. that we just read, if you notice, God says he shows mercy to whoever he will. Cause that's his free will. Because it's his free will. mm mm-hmm. He could destroy. And then any. he says he hardened whom he hardens. Right. His free will. He, because he is the creator.
2: But can we read 19 and 20 Let's before go. we, thou will say then unto me. Why does he yet find fault? Who, for who has resisted his will? hmm N- Nay, but, O oh man, who art thou that replyeth against God? Shall the thing form? Say to him that formed it, why hast thou made me thus? Can we do 21 and 22 real quick?
0: Yeah, so we could like, baby, shorten that up so we could get right yes. to the subject matter. yes, yes. That's what yes. We, yeah. Right here, and say, Have not the Potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? What if God, willingly, to shew His wrath and to make His power known, endure with much longsuffering the vessels of wrath
2: fitted to destruction? God, the man who was raised up mm-hmm. for God to show his power in him, you feel in your mind that you are doing this. Mm-hmm. You feel as though, Look what I have done,
1: All right, well, I have accomplished,
2: right? But, but your will was never free. Mm-hmm. You who can say, Wait a minute, that's not fair unto God who has created? Two kinds of people out of the same lump. Two kinds of people came out of Adam. Cain and Abel. Yeah, just like Esau. Esau and Jacob. Jacob. They're the two twins. He had Mm -hmm. no free will. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it was always God's plan. We didn't know, real quick, when he said through Isaac Mm -hmm. that God was going to choose Jacob. Yeah, predestination. All right. So, until another time, if you have anything to say on that, brother. I just want to add that when you go back to the beginning, amen, in Genesis,
0: right? Because that's where the source of God's church really came from. That's the origin from heaven to earth. When God made man after his image and after his Mm likeness, and when you look at what God has, he got choice, you know, and decision. So, if he made man, out of his image and out of his likeness, the man that he made would have the same thing that God has.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree with that.
0: Choice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To choose to follow the one that made him or to do your own will. Because he was made from God's image. Mm-hmm. Adam was the first one called the son of God, not Christ. Choice. I'm talking about according to the Bible. Book of Luke. The book of Luke. So if he was called the son of God, Adam, that means he had the same identity that God had. He had dominion over the earth. He had dominion over the trees. He had dominion over everything Adam did because Adam was the vice giant of God. Yes. So the same capabilities that God had, he gave to Adam. Free will of choice. Adam.
1: But when did Adam lost? You see, you it, got you, yeah. you, you to look at it this way. It took one man to bring sin to the world. You got to look at it this way. Because you see, when Eve took a bite of the fruit. Sin did not get Right? Adam already saw her nakedness. Mm-hmm. He saw her. He, he knew. knew. Because he began to cry. Spirit of Patriarch and Prophet. He began to cry because he saw her. When God made man, he closed, what did he close them in? The robe of righteousness, the, the cloth of light. They See, were, the questions anus. I'm asking you, I'm, oh. look, I'm looking for your head to really think on that. When he made man, and it says into his own image, I'm, I'm giving you a picture here, into his own image, that means that man, mankind, was righteous. Right. Mm-hmm. They were clothed in the what? Light.
2: Righteousness. Mm-hmm. As described about Christ, Right. of how he looked, they were clothed. They couldn't see each other. They couldn't see their property parts. It was in Psalms 104, verse one and two. You want to read Psalms 104? Yeah, And yeah. Hold on, let me get it right here. Let me make sure I put it up here too. You said Psalms. Yeah, one, 104 verses 1 and verse 2. All right, so, uh, 104 verse 1 and 2. I'll read 2 and you read 1. Yeah. It says, bless the Lord, O
0: my soul. O Lord, my God, thou art very great. Thou
2: art clothed with honor and majesty. Psalms. 104 verse two, mm-hmm. who covers thyself with light as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain. So it lets you know
0: that the garments that Adam and Eve had was the same garments that mean God have. They had with the cover with the light, mm-hmm. his majesty you
1: see, Now
0: you see, in honor.
1: God, God didn't put man at a disadvantage. Mm-mm. Man is the one who
0: put, put his, his own self. Up.
1: You see, every creature, every created being was, have that same opportunity.
2: Right. Let me ask you a question on that. You say that Adam saw her mm-hmm. and he cried. Enlighten me on that.
1: In Patriarch and Prophet.
0: That, is, that's a book. That's a book that's given by the What's prophet. the name of the book? It's called Patriarchs and Prophets. Where's she going to patriarchs do? and prophets? Right, patriarchs okay. and prophets.
2: Okay. Uh.
1: Chapter 3 The Temptation and Fall. This chapter is based on Genesis 3.
3: No longer free to stir up rebellion in heaven, Satan's enmity against God found a new field in plotting the ruin of the human race. In the happiness and peace of the holy pair in Eden he beheld a vision of the bliss that to him was forever lost. Moved by envy, he determined to incite them to disobedience and bring upon them the guilt and penalty of sin. He would change their love to distrust and their songs of praise to reproaches against their maker. Thus he would not only plunge these innocent beings into the same misery which he was himself enduring, but would cast dishonor upon God and cause grief in heaven. Our first parents were not left without a warning of the dangers that threatened them. Heavenly messengers opened to them the history of Satan's fall and his plots for their destruction, unfolding more fully the nature of the divine government, which the prince of evil was trying to overthrow. It was by disobedience to the just commands of God that Satan and his host had fallen. How important, then, that Adam and Eve should honor that law by which alone it was possible for order and equity to be maintained. The law of God is as sacred as God himself. It is a revelation of his will, a transcript of his character, the expression of divine love and wisdom. The harmony of creation depends upon the perfect conformity of all beings, of everything, animate and inanimate, to the law of the Creator. God has ordained laws for the government, not only of living beings, but of all the operations of nature. Everything is under fixed laws, which cannot be disregarded. But while everything in nature is governed by natural laws, man alone, of all that inhabits the earth, is amenable to moral law. To man, the crowning work of creation, God has given power to understand his requirements to comprehend the justice and beneficence of his law and its sacred claims upon him and of man unswerving obedience is required like the angels the dwellers in Eden had been placed upon probation their happy estate could be retained only on condition of fidelity to the creator's law they could obey and live or disobey and perish God had made them the recipients of rich blessings But should they disregard his will, he who spared not the angels that sinned could not spare them. Transgression would forfeit his gifts and bring upon them misery and ruin. The angels warned them to be on their guard against the devices of Satan, for his efforts to ensnare them would be unwearied. While they were obedient to God, the evil one could not harm them. For if need be, every angel in heaven would be sent to their help. If they steadfastly repelled his first insinuations, they would be as secure as the heavenly messengers. But should they once yield to temptation, their nature would become so depraved that in themselves they would have no power and no disposition to resist Satan. The tree of knowledge had been made a test of their obedience and their love to God. The Lord had seen fit to lay upon them but one prohibition, as to the use of all that was in the garden. But if they should disregard his will in this particular, they would incur the guilt of transgression. Satan was not to follow them with continual temptations. He could have access to them only at the forbidden tree. Should they attempt to investigate its nature, they would be exposed to his wiles. They were admonished to give careful heed to the warning which God had sent them, and to be content with the instruction which he had seen fit to impart. In order to accomplish his work unperceived, Satan chose to employ as his medium the serpent, a disguise well adapted for his purpose of deception. The serpent was then one of the wisest and most beautiful creatures on the earth. It had wings and while flying through the air presented an appearance of dazzling brightness having the color and brilliancy of burnished gold. Resting in the rich laden branches of the forbidden tree and regaling itself with a delicious fruit, it was an object to arrest the attention and delight the eye of the beholder. Thus in the garden of peace lurked the destroyer, watching for his prey. The angels had cautioned Eve to beware of separating herself from her husband while occupied in their daily labor in the garden. With him she would be in less danger from temptation than if she were alone but absorbed in her pleasing task she unconsciously wandered from his side on perceiving that she was alone she felt an apprehension of danger but dismissed her fears deciding that she had sufficient wisdom and strength to discern evil and to withstand it unmindful of the angel's caution She soon found herself gazing with mingled curiosity and admiration upon the forbidden tree. The fruit was very beautiful, and she questioned with herself why God had withheld it from them. Now was the tempter's opportunity. As if he were able to discern the workings of her mind, he addressed her, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Eve was surprised and startled as she thus seemed to hear the echo of her thoughts. But the serpent continued in a musical voice with subtle praise of her surpassing loveliness, and his words were not displeasing. Instead of fleeing from the spot, she lingered wonderingly to hear a serpent speak. Had she been addressed by a being like the angels, her fears would have been excited, but she had no thought that the fascinating serpent could become the medium of the fallen foe. By partaking of this tree, he declared, they would attain to a more exalted sphere of existence and enter a broader field of knowledge. He himself had eaten of the forbidden fruit and as a result had acquired the power of speech. And he insinuated that the Lord jealously desired to withhold it from them, lest they should be exalted to equality with himself. It was because of its wonderful properties imparting wisdom and power that he had prohibited them from tasting or even touching it. The tempter intimated that the divine warning was not to be actually fulfilled. It was designed merely to intimidate them. How could it be possible for them to die? Had they not eaten of the tree of life? God had been seeking to prevent them from reaching a nobler development and finding greater happiness. Such has been Satan's work from the days of Adam to the present, and he has pursued it with great success. He tempts men to distrust God's love and to doubt his wisdom. He is constantly seeking to excite a spirit of irreverent curiosity, a restless, inquisitive desire to penetrate the secrets of divine wisdom and power. In their efforts to search out what God has been pleased to withhold, Multitudes overlook the truths which he has revealed and which are essential to salvation. Satan tempts men to disobedience by leading them to believe they are entering a wonderful field of knowledge. But this is all a deception. Elated with their ideas of progression, they are, by trampling on God's requirements, setting their feet in the path that leads to degradation and death. Satan represented to the holy pair that they would be gainers by breaking the law of God. Do we not today hear similar reasoning? Many talk of the narrowness of those who obey God's commandments, while they themselves claim to have broader ideas and to enjoy greater liberty. What is this but an echo of the voice from Eden, in the day ye eat thereof, transgress the divine requirement, ye shall be as gods satan claimed to have received great good by eating of the forbidden fruit but he did not let it appear that by transgression he had become an outcast from heaven though he had found sin to result in infinite loss he concealed his own misery in order to draw others into the same position so now the transgressor seeks to disguise his true character he may claim to be holy but his exalted profession only makes him the more dangerous as a deceiver. He is on the side of Satan, trampling upon the law of God and leading others to do the same to their eternal ruin. Eve really believed the words of Satan, but her belief did not save her from the penalty of sin. She disbelieved the words of God and this was what led to her fall. In the judgment, men will not be condemned because they conscientiously believed a lie, but because they did not believe the truth, because they neglected the opportunity of learning what is truth. Notwithstanding the sophistry of Satan to the contrary, it is always disastrous to disobey God. We must set our hearts to know what is truth. All the lessons which God had caused to be placed on record in His Word are for our warning and instruction. They are given to save us from deception. Their neglect will result in ruin to ourselves. Whatever contradicts God's word, we may be sure proceeds from Satan. The serpent plucked the fruit of the forbidden tree and placed it in the hands of the half-reluctant Eve. Then he reminded her of her own words that God had forbidden them to touch it lest they die. She would receive no more harm from eating the fruit, he declared, than from touching it. Perceiving no evil results from what she had done, Eve grew bolder. When she saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. It was grateful to the taste, and as she ate, she seemed to feel a vivifying power and imagined herself entering upon a higher state of existence. Without a fear, she plucked and ate. And now, having herself transgressed, she became the agent of Satan in working the ruin of her husband. In a state of strange, unnatural excitement, with her hands filled with the forbidden fruit, she sought his presence and related all that had occurred. An expression of sadness came over the face of Adam. He appeared astonished and alarmed. To the words of Eve, he replied that this must be the foe against whom they had been warned, and by the divine sentence, she must die. In answer, she urged him to eat, repeating the words of the serpent that they should not surely die. She reasoned that this must be true, for she felt no evidence of God's displeasure, but on the contrary, realized a delicious, exhilarating influence thrilling every faculty with new life, such she imagined as inspired the heavenly messengers. Adam understood that his companion had transgressed the command of God, disregarded the only prohibition laid upon them as a test of their fidelity and love. There was a terrible struggle in his mind. He mourned that he had permitted Eve to wander from his side, but now the deed was done. He must be separated from her whose society had been his joy. How could he have it thus? Adam had enjoyed the companionship of God and of holy angels. He had looked upon the glory of the Creator. He understood the high destiny open to the human race should they remain faithful to God. Yet, all these blessings were lost sight of in the fear of losing that one gift which in his eyes outvalued every other. Love gratitude loyalty to the creator all were overborne by love to eve she was a part of himself and he could not endure the thought of separation he did not realize that the same infinite power who had from the dust of the earth created him a living beautiful form and had in love given him a companion could supply her place he resolved to share her fate if she must die he would die with her. After all, he reasoned, might not the words of the wise serpent be true? Eve was before him, as beautiful and apparently as innocent as before this act of disobedience. She expressed greater love for him than before. No sign of death appeared in her, and he decided to brave the consequences. He seized the fruit and quickly ate.